get you on get you on blue zoom and then they switch you over to something else and then <laughs> you have to go over to google hangout which is like math <laughs> this is brothers of ash a podcast that explores how christian doctrine should be lived out in fellowship from a reformed baptist perspective we are back with what is this episode <laughs> What day is this again? I don't even know. It's We're in immediate. quarantine. It's quarantine season, y'all. S S Z N. Episode eighteen on obedience. Oh, <laughs> I actually wrote the notes for this, so I should know this, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to ask you who uh, queued up the questions. That was good. Yeah, I I came with those at the top of the dome because I was looking at a couple things. So, but yeah. Mm. So we're talking obedience. Uh, Byron, Chad, and myself, Senior Jack, are back again in Los Quarantinos, uh, oh. talking about um, obedience now from the angle of biblical manhood uh, that we should be obedient. So, but uh, before we get into the the meat and potatoes, how you guys As doing? We- you, guys, you guys holding up there? You guys dying? What's going on? I feel like I'm dying. What? I've, well, I've got really bad allergies, so every year around oh, I've got super dude, allergies. You sneeze in a store and you're done for, guy. <laughs> you automatically like kill that guy. He's the witch. They like look at you. They're like, "How dare you?" It's like <laughs> to the Stay gallows off. with you, sir. You're yeah. the witch. No, and zero. <laughs> but that's been so. That's kind of yeah. That's, that thing's kind of been sucking, but. My shoulders and my neck today have just been so tight. And usually I go see a chiropractor. Dude, I am like so sore today. But of course, but you, know, so you normally go to a chiropractor yeah. and like get a massage and everything? Or yeah, what? and get that done. Yeah, that just started this last year um, because my back was hurting really bad and it's helped so much. But, you know, now this is going on, now I don't get yeah, it. And it sucks, you're totally but, out of it. Oh, it hurts so bad. And uh, yeah, so I'm just dying here. But, you know, I still made time to go out and hang out with the kids. We played uh, three innings of baseball. Frankie, Frankie and River, me and Liv. And that work in guy. 12 to three. It would do it. It was the coolest thing. So, so we are, (laughs) we've got the backyard and we're now we turned the the home plate facing our house now instead of the alley because it kept hitting the neighbor's house and the balls did. So I threw, um, Frank, I threw a tennis ball to Frankie and he, he got two strikes to him. He was, it was two and two. The count was two and two. And they were on their final out, River and him to, you know, end the game. Dude, he hit a bomb almost over the house from the backyard of my house. Almost oh, over wow. the house. Oh, wow. River did? He, no, Frankie. Frankie? And he just looked at me and he goes, Frank the he, tank. He Frank goes, the, the tank. <laughs> and then he just like throws the bat up in the air. He didn't even run the bases. He oh, was, my <laughs> God. <laughs> He's like, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. great. It's funny because he throws right and he swings. He bats left. He's a lefty when he bats. But he's right. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So he's Dang. confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like his father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been uh, holding up over here. Um, Blake has been calling like everybody in his iPad uh, on FaceTime. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's been hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You play yeah, with me? Uh, you play? You play? Yeah, Is he doing no, that or what? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been uh, talking to the grandparents, the uncles, aunts, cousins. Uh, one of, uh, like, Nathan from church, he uh, FaceTimed with him, and they were, like, showing each other all their toys in their oh, car. Oh, Spatterell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, uh, snap. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny. I guess Blake was showing uh, him some, like, little uh, version of uh, – what what's the guy from Cars? The main character in Cars, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, Lightning, Lightning McQueen. McQueen. Yeah, Blake, Mater. Yeah, no, it was the Lightning truck's Mater. Yeah, yeah, and, and Blake had a really like a, it's a good size one, but it's like it's pretty small. And then Nathan has like this giant one, and Nathan's like, look at mine, it's this much bigger. And Blake's like, no, it's not. <laughs> like mine's really big too. <laughs> it was hilarious. He went. Nathan, Nathan went Russian boss hog right on. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like, bam. Yeah. This is how we do in Russia. But it's been, yeah, it's been interesting because he's like, uh, he's definitely an extrovert because he's just been wanting to talk to everybody and play with everybody. And um, he's like, 
get, he's starting to get like frustrated that he can't, you know, play with the neighbor kids and stuff. Like we can only play outside, you know, and not play with them because everybody's just being responsible. So, but we've been walking to uh, the basketball court by our house and played when some basketball today. Me? What's that? When you trip me up? <laughs> yeah, the one that okay, tripped that you one? Cool. Yeah, that was the best. That's a nice little court. That's actually a nice little court. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, for obviously a lot of you guys don't know that story, but uh, me and Byron uh, made, made a pact to work out once a week. And uh, we made it week one. <laughs> and, fat uh, chance. One time. <laughs> Literally fat chance. <laughs> we met up only one time and uh, we were playing some one-on-one basketball and I uh, definitely pulled a cheap shot and tripped him. Just to let you know, we were, it, this is a funny thing. It, it, first off, in our defense, it was like 90-something degrees. It was so hot. I was so out of bring, breath. And we didn't bring any water. And we were dry heaving. Like it was, And we were like, let's play 21. And then we were like, let's just play to 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This one goes up to 11. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But other than that, it's just been counting the days. Like for me, it's not as bad because I go to work. And I have that social interaction. I cannot believe you're still going to work, man. That is ridiculous. Yeah, no, there's, there's starting to be people there that are getting like really annoyed that there were that like, we're still working. Um, But it's just, it is what it is. We're, we're delivering stuff that people need. And uh, they started doing uh, temperature checks. Uh, Every time you go to work, they take your temperature um with a gun and then they gun you yeah yeah the little gun the thing little laser so, gun oh dude that's crazy yeah wow so just going to work just like you feel like you're in a video game essentially like at the end of the world type thing you just like ready just player feels... one have you guys seen that movie mm-hmm. yeah i feel yeah. like that's where we're going right now like we're gonna start yeah. everything because like right now i've been seeing a lot of things come up on the news that like uh robots are starting to like disinfect public places in certain parts of like Southeast Asia and China. They're just like flying drones in there, just spraying like Lysol up in the streets and stuff like that. And (laughs) dude, like a lot of stuff, like, you know, don't like as politics if you want to, but Andrew Yang was kind of on that whole, like we need to jump on the robotics train. And that kind of like this whole pandemic has kind of like rushed things forward with that. We'll even yeah. give you a chip in your hand too, if you like. <laughs> Don't get all dispy on me, Byron. Dude, I spent eight hours on Friday talking about eschatology, bro. Don't step. Don't step to it. Here's your mark. Here's no, your mark. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's actually some uh, Amazon facilities that are all robotics run, and so they don't need any people there, and. Uh, yeah, there was like, there's like a few people at work. They're just like, we just need to hurry up and get to that, and it won't be an issue, you know. But then you don't have a job, so it's like, well, yeah, you exactly. do. You're just the, you're just the, you're just the mechanic for the robots, and then you probably get paid more. To be quite honest, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so, gonna do that. I'd rather. Yeah. Do you babysit a bunch of robots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kids are bad enough, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, no, basically, uh, every day it's been weird. Like since our governor, like, uh, did the shutdown the first week there was like, like there, like there was like no traffic, right. It was like dead in the streets essentially. And then the second week there was like so much more traffic. And then the last like two weeks, uh, since he's, well, he extended it to what? May the 4th. Yeah. May the 4th be with us. Extend it to star Wars day. You yeah, can't exactly. do that. You yeah. can't do that. You can't just stop on my Star Wars day guy. No. He's like, maybe, know, it's, maybe it's the day it ends, and then we all celebrate that day. And then the next day is Cinco de Mayo. It's yeah. uh, May the 6th. Uh, May the 6th. <laughs> May, May the 4th. <laughs> and then May the 6th. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's been weird. It's like as he made like an actual shutdown, there was like more traffic the next day. I don't know if it's because it was like, all right, now these people are essential. So then everybody went to work instead of everybody at home. So, but it's been interesting. Yeah. I haven't been on the road. I haven't been on the road for, this is my second week now. So two mm-hmm. weeks, I haven't been on the road two weeks. Well, I mean, I went down to my office <clears throat> on Wednesday to, to do some things, to clean up some stuff and sanitize things. 
Hey, what's up, girl? And uh, Janene. <laughs> I have to edit this now. <laughs> Keeping that. You for want real. to make a guest appearance or something? By the By the way, you really want to say something? Janelle, by the way, this, this podcast is brought to you by Resurrection Kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Special advertisement for our kids. So we've got our kids and Charmin. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about real quick was uh, a new thing that I wanted to do. I didn't really talk to you guys first about it, but hey, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> Must be your podcast. We're just guests. Jack and I are just guests uh but and we'll that, see if rich he's got guest room for us now go ahead you can go ahead well we'll just we'll thinking? just leave it up to our listeners to uh participate or not um but basically i want to do a section called uh did we get any notes so from the prior episode you know was oh, there oh yeah, yeah 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 so basically if you're listening right now and uh throughout this podcast or an, on a different episode if you had any questions comments concerns uh gripes complaints anything uh we want to hear it so send it to uh brothers of ash boa at gmail.com brothers of ash boa gmail.com can we um sure did you say can we complain yeah (laughs) (laughs) byron's like lodging a complaint against me (laughs) you talk too much all right we'll we'll, we'll talk about that note <laughs> no, yeah, that'll be good. No, but I, I think it would be fun to hear from the listeners, uh, because it could be very funny, entertaining, but also like, like we want to, uh, you know, ask questions that you guys want answers on, uh, as the listener, um, and yeah, just whatever you come up with, I think we could have a lot of fun with it. Or even maybe clarify, like, could it be a thing even where maybe we just they just need us to clarify. Something yeah little- oh yeah totally because there's i'm sure there's a lot of questions oh, after people yeah. listen, <laughs> listen to our listen to our podcast yeah. Yeah. yeah well it's hard to cover everything that's why we always go like you know past an hour because it's so difficult to talk about the things we're talking about and yeah. keep it at like 40 minutes like you know anyways yeah, that's true yeah. As as our listeners sitting here thinking like, all right, get on with it, let's go. Yeah, yeah. And where's the fast forward button? <laughs> yeah. So when does the meat potato start? Give us the minute marker. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Come on, people. We need to make banter great again here for crying out loud. Jeez. <laughs> if it's good banter. Yeah. Don't be good banter. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh, there was a few things that I noticed this last week on the intranet. Uh, because we are all on our phones and on the, the yeah, it's a different way to say it. Come on, the, inter, the interwebs. The, the interwebs. The, the interwebs sounds the, like the so like yeah, exactly foreign, and I don't know. But you can say internet, right? Because intranet sounds like you're introducing this new idea to people. Now, just stop. Just is. <laughs> You have no good explanation why it's you are so you're confusing yourself right now. Uh, there's like uh, so like an actual like the definition of internet is like when you have your own network essentially like in, like within a company like they have their own internet but it's not the whole internet it's just the company internet which is called the intranet. Oh, interesting. I yeah, so it, it's like it's per intra. It's confined. Oh, okay. It's a circle. It's confined. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, uh, so before, before I talk about what this is, I have to preface with, I have been searching on every single app that delivers a food service or coffee or whatever. Um, Yeah. Here we go. Like just waiting for that moment where, I can have alcohol delivered to my doorstep and got on Twitter. I got on Twitter the other day and oh, there we uh, go, baby. Literally uh, Coors Light is delivering cold beer to your doorstep. Postmates? Um, no, Walmart. Wow. Walmart. So if you can get more redneck than that, I'm sorry, people, but you just did. Will they bring tall boys? Oh, <laughs> it's probably Tiger. It's probably Tiger King that got this going. 
I agree. Gary. I'm Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like I, I like clicked the advertisement on Twitter and it, it literally gives you like, you can pick your beer, like the Coors, right? You know, you pick your pack and then it's the, you have the choice between Coors light or just Coors. <laughs> Coors. Hey, do, do they have the, uh, do they have Coors seltzer? Cause Bud Light has seltzer now, don't they? I don't think Coors does. Coors, Coors just has Coors just has Coors Banquet, Coors Light, and and then I rather take Banquet. I mean, Banquet's good. Yeah. Coors Banquet's good. Yeah, no. yeah, it is. It's kind of like uh, Rainier, but more flavor. Now, are these cans? Are they only because I, I see the picture? Is it only the crack top, or can you have like the cap? Uh, the cap, yeah, glass oh, really? bottle and everything, yeah. Um, so the the thing is though, I clicked the link and I got on there and it brought me to uh Walmart site essentially. Like you pick your beer and then it get, forwards you to the Walmart site because you can only pick Walmart stores. Um, but it was a little weird because like you have to pay extra for it to be delivered to your door. And uh-huh. right now, because of COVID nineteen, they only offer uh same day and next day, and they were both full out. So like basically you just got to check it periodically to see when you can get a time slot for the second day. But everybody's beer, you need that beer that day. Yeah, exactly. You don't need it tomorrow. Yeah. No, but you know, the statistics on this, right? They said that alcohol sales were skyrocketing through the roof because of COVID. So cheers. Yeah. And you're perpetuating this right now. Both of you. Oh, you got the life jacket. IPA seven C's life jacket has the drive-through on Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, by the way, oh, the, that's the, right. The life jacket is okay. By the way, the life jacket is okay. That Willie Mays haze, dude. Oh. I'm telling you, that stuff is incredible. Did they that rip off? Did it. they rip off the the major league player like with the no no no, no packaging no. on it or anything? No, it, but they, it's got a baseball. Cut. Here, I'll get one for him. Like, <laughs> While he's going to get that beer, I am sporting the uh, Black Raven, which is out of Redmond, Washington, the Trickster IPA. And if you guys are probably not going to see me unless we put this on like IGTV or something, but I'm smoking a diesel. It's a Veterans Day blend. So it's actually not too bad. So basically they gave me a little Herfador plus Mm -hmm. 10 uh, Veterans Day blend cigars. So it's actually pretty good. It's not that bad, but I mean, it's not the greatest, but yeah, sorry, I'm back. So, uh, I mean, if you go on my Instagram, it's also on there, a picture of this can, but it does, it has, uh, it says that, and it's got like number, nice. nice. center field, nice. so the hundred stolen. That's pretty cool. But then the cool thing, you know how the tops card has the, the baseball cards, um, has the, uh, that style of writing where it kind of all blends together. Uh-huh. Instead, they put hops, so it looks like tops. Wow. That? <laughs> Isn't that cool? That's Very awesome. Creative. That's it's smart. Super cool. It's got like a little baseball player. That's and awesome. Got like little stats of what the beer is. It's it's actually a really cool, cool can, and it's got that matte feel, like like it was made in someone's garage. You know, it's not all it's not like smooth and shiny like a Coors mm. Light can or anything. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. really neat. Um, it, but this beer is incredible. So all right, and then the other thing that I saw was um, it was a coronavirus update. It says a tiger. At the Bronx Zoo in New York, tests positive for coronavirus and first believed U.S. animal case. Jeez! Oh, wow, was that but, CNN? Who 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 reported that? Oh, the Babylon Bee. Oh, I was like, oh crap! I thought I checked my resources. Yeah, no, it was basically Twitter, and uh, it was trending on Twitter as the Bronx Zoo. So people are just talking about it. The, the, the thing is, it says, oh, it tests positive coronavirus. And then it says, in first believed U.S. animal case. So it's probably hot trash, but I think that uh, it's perfect segment uh, for the big announcement in that uh, there's going to be an additional bonus episode of Tiger King coming soon. Wow. Oh, brother. How much, so, like, so how much of the world... Uh, how many people actually are watching it because they actually like it and it's actually like a good show or they're just no. watching it because they're Billions stuck. and billions and billions and billions and billions. <laughs> people just watch it just because they're stuck in a spot. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, you're, st- you're stuck in a spot. Psh, we're going to drop some hot garbage right on you. Yeah. And you are and, absolutely yeah. going to watch this. Yeah. And you're going to love it. <laughs> you are going to sit there and like it. Yeah. So that show is crazy. But apparently they did the whole season. And then I think because of all the hype, they probably put some extra footage together and just was like, here's some more because so many people have already binged it, you know? Or did an update episode like, here's where they are now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still in prison. <laughs> and then they're going to make a Netflix series called Egg King over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me without my hat. Yeah. That look like an egg. <laughs> oh, that's too far. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to read again what we have been reading. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been reading Philippians, uh, chapter two, verses one through 11 and going it through like basically topic by topic. And so I'm going to read, uh, Philippians two, one through 11 again, and then we're going to focus primarily on the last, I think it's last three verses on obedience. So, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort, uh, from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my uh, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish, selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each other, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is in which is yours in Christ Jesus, who through or who, though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in likeness of men and being found in human form. These verses, these next verses we're going to focus on for obedience. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So there's our scripture. And then I know the first question right out of the gate is define obedience. Yeah, so in its uh, simplest term, Obedience is compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. Yeah, I mean, I would say in the Christians, in the Christian worldview, uh, in the biblical worldview, obedience is obeying um, the whole counsel of God, which is all of God's word, uh, and then putting that into what we call orthopraxy or practice. So I would say that's basically obedience in a nutshell. Um, But in obedience, um, there is a lot of things going on. Um, The spirit is doing a lot within the work of obedience. And then Christ is also giving you uh, strength uh, to be obedient as well, too. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on that we can't see. Uh, there's stuff that obviously that's going on that we can see that we would say is kind of somewhat fruit of the spirit. So I would say obedience looks like self-control. It looks like loving your neighbors. It looks like loving God, loving God, loving your neighbors. Um, looks like serving the church, serving other brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, spiritual, uh, spiritual disciplines. That's what kind of obedience looks like. I would say on a daily day by day, week by week kind of structure. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think the right now, what we're going through is just, um, how can we be obedient in loving our neighbor? How have we, um, I guess first, how do different cultures see obedience? I guess that's the big one that I put down before we get into the Mm-hmm. the big kind of hard issues, but how do you guys see different cultures being obedient or do you see those? Cause we have Slavic people, a big Slavic population who has an idea about obedience. And then yeah. do you think that's would, some, good, some good, other good. cultures as well too. So. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, I mean, just just your comment on Slavic culture uh, from friends that go to our church that are Slavic. It seems that like obedience to them is uh, just remaining extremely disciplined um, and like doing a lot of good works uh, to like Mm -hmm. gain right standing before God. Like it was is basically just beaten into you that you need to obey and listen. And so it's really just like you're obeying so that you don't get beat or you don't get yelled at or you don't get called out by like a, you know, uh, like a fear of almost like a fear-based legalism. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of putting that to paper? Yeah. Yeah. Which is the, which is, Oh, which is the opposite of how we are supposed to be as Christians. You know, to mm-hmm. be obedient to God is not necessarily just doing things out of a, I have to, but I get to. And it comes from a love of God because he loves us. Yeah, it's you very know? sacrificial. Even yeah. uh, even yeah. as we read that scripture, right? Jesus was yeah. obedient to the point of death. He's He's very sacrificial in his yeah. obedience. Yeah. Right? So he's leaving heaven. He's leaving the community of the yeah. Trinity in heaven, coming down to earth, taking on flesh. And then being sacrificial in these different ways and being willingly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Willingly. Willingly. He's not, he's, yeah, he's doing it completely willingly Mm -hmm. on his own accord, but then to glorify God, the father through Mm -hmm. his obedience. Yeah. You know, when I read that, like we, like we've been talking about this scripture for three weeks now, four weeks probably, but like when, when I read that portion, um, I've been trying to think of like something similar, like, you know, we've always like all of us have been asked to do something that we don't want to do, but the person that's asking us to do it, you know, we're obligated to listen and obey to that person. Right. That's kind of the situation here is that Jesus has to listen and obey to his father. Um, And so like, he's being asked to do this and like, he knows what he's doing, but at the same time, he knows how difficult it's going to be and how painful it's going to be. And he's having to leave like, a perfect place to go to this break broken place and feel every single ounce of pain and suffering and sadness, uh, all to endure, um, to eventually die and be tortured for every single sin on the face of earth. Like it's just crazy. And so then I think about like how, when I was a kid and, uh, (laughs) you know, my mom or dad asked me to go, do something simple like you know the dishes or go out in the yard and rake rocks because we had like an acre that was a bunch of rocks and you know my dad was uh, landscaping it so our punishment would be go outside rake rocks and 90 100 degree weather and it's like you know I was asked to go do that or whatever but I didn't want to but because there's obedience you just went ahead and did it and so it's just like like Jesus is doing this on such a large scale like it's just nuts i know it's i think it's in luke it's different in each translation but um Mm -hmm. i know it talks about at the end of like luke chapter one it's in like verse 80 there it says uh it's talking about jesus um no maybe that's not I know that, uh, sorry, I can't find it right now for some, I'm a terrible Bible scholar right now, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I know it's, uh, when Jesus goes back to the temple, Mm -hmm. um, okay. That's where it says it. Okay. So at the end of, uh, chapter two in Luke, you know, when Jesus goes back to the temple, when he's a kid, uh, father's house uh, during the Passover, uh, you know, it says, you know, why were you searching for me? Um, didn't you know that it was necessary for for me to be in my father's house? And then it says, he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. So he was, so Jesus was obedient to his stepdad, Joseph and Mary, and his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with people. And so Jesus is also subjected to humanity in that sense of, there also needs to be obedience in his humanity too, which is, I'm not going to accentuate on that more, but I'll just say that because you see that in the scripture. Um, but there is that, that dance of 
the the hypostatic union, right? The divine and also the human nature of Christ in that Jesus is showing us obedience too. And um, I don't know, that's, that's the mystery of who Jesus is, right? So mm-hmm. now some, some cultures viewed obedience even back in the first century where mm-hmm. it's a strong focus on your mother and your father are, I mean, even looking at it from like the, the Jewish perspective. That yeah, Jesus the Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting the law, the Torah, Mm-hmm. and the prophet, the law and the prophets and the writings and it's being passed down in the synagogue and your parents are kind of walking. I would say basically what we're doing in Christian families today. I don't think it's really yeah. changed at all. Um, yeah. And so you're looking at your mother and your father because they are the authority over you. And Jesus is learning obedience, not only to them, but to God. Uh, and so I think that shows the the culture of that time. But then you see a lot of other cultures adopt that into like this very legalistic um, honor shame based, I would say mm. uh, dynamic versus I think what we have more in the Western church is a law gospel or like a very law based idea, like courtroom versus like an honor based um, obedience where like you're doing it for the namesake of, like your your family name versus you're doing this because the law says so Mm. um yeah that's got to be heavy to come from a culture that expects you to be perfect knowing that those people that are that you're trying to please aren't perfect themselves Mm -hmm. but yet they're they're expecting the standard to say you need to be like this and it's to honor us to show face that we look good we can't even hold to that standard either but like talk to like muslim people dude and you have like honor killings yeah where like people like they think that they that like the father as like one of his daughters has like disobeyed him in this way and it stains his name like you're getting your head chopped off yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's like that's that's messed up so yeah it's definitely that kind of that too dynamic kind of culture but so how are you being obedient to god and like loving your neighbor and that loving your neighbor is obviously your spouse if you have one Mm -hmm. your siblings your your children your bosses your friends your family other non-believers like how have you guys seen uh you be obedient to god in those ways yeah for for me in our household like right now we're going through um a, a family devotional um it's the cross, the curtain. What is it? It's like the uh, the curtain, the the cross. Hold on, I think it's right here. Hold on. How's Sarah doing? Leading the family in that? Yeah, she's doing great. Um, I get to hang outside all night and sit by a fire. And but I can't remember. House. I can't remember. It's got like a weird. It's like the garden, the cross. It's the garden, the curtain, and the cross. The lion, the um, witch, and the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, no. But we're going through. <laughs> we're going through. We're going through that, and it's been like really cool because it's. It, it's been able to open up the gospel even more um, and mm. talk to it in a little bit more depth. It's got questions. So being able to work through those with the kids because they ask questions like all the time, you know, mm, kids, oh, yeah. they're super curious. So it's been cool to be able to serve them in that way and getting them to know and trust Christ more um, through that. Um, yeah. And just obviously, you know, I mean, with quarantine, essentially helping with laundry, mowing the grass, you know, um, just ways of loving her, just praying over Sarah. You know, those are ways of being obedient um, to to helping make disciples still. Because my children are the children are still watching. You know, mm-hmm. and as disciples, we still need to be discipled as we live together too. You know, so mm-hmm. um, and just you know, just trying to do as much as reaching out to neighbors, texting them. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I feel like in my neighborhood, that's somewhat tough. Um, mm-hmm. I passed out those little cards that we got. I don't know oh, if you cool. guys got those too. Uh-uh. And so the hello ones. It's like I can do this and that. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. Cause it's me you're looking for. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, anyway, I passed those around around my neighborhood. Didn't really get any feedback at all. And then um the Chaviras people were scared. Have, huh? People are scared. I I guess so. I don't know. Um they're just holding it down inside their house, maybe, or they're kind of a little bit squeamish on asking mm-hmm. other people depending upon other people, maybe. Um, 
But then uh, the Chavira's also posted because they have a, a neighborhood site on Facebook in which you can post like, and it's hooked to another website called Neighbors. And so I can put like, I can put my my house on a map and say, hey, I can pick up groceries or do errands for you or something like that. Just let me know. But that's cool. Trying that's to be cool. as open as I can to other people. But yeah, it is kind of tough when people are a little bit like, a little bit squeamish, sheepish to like say like, oh, I might need help. And yeah, oh, or the fact that you don't know if not. you can trust if the <laughs> yeah, other person's actually know, right? taking the precautions to be yeah. careful. Yeah, you know. So, man, yeah. I was, I was, I was all up in that precaution today though, and <laughs> Safeway though, I had my, my mask on and my gloves on and everything. So, yeah. Um, with uh, my neighbor, it was it was interesting. So it was actually before COVID nineteen. Uh, he, um, you guys know who I'm talking about, Jason. Across the street. Yeah. Across yeah. Street. yeah. 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 Everybody in my neighborhood knows Jason and all of my friends that have come to my house know Jason. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes to be out there and talk to everybody. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm surprised it just sheltered itself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, Anyways, so he, um, his, his wife, uh, like left him and took the kids and he was just, just beside himself. And, uh, um, I was going to go inside and I saw him like on the phone and like, like weeping and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh gosh, what is going on? And so I was about to go inside and I stopped and I turned around and he looked at me and I was like, all right, here we go. Uh, and I was like, dude, what's up? You know, what's going on? And long story short, you know, she, she left and they were going to, she was talking about divorce and all this stuff. And he just came to me like weeping and, uh, mm. I was just listening to him and stuff and ended up like being able to pray for him. And he's been like, so adamant about like not praying and not talking mm. about Jesus and talking about, uh, you know, demonic stuff. Like he's all into that type of stuff and kind of in, he's kind of very like an earthy type of person too. So, just about nature and stuff. But anyways, got to pray for him. And uh, like a week later, um, or it was a couple of days later, actually, uh, his wife came back and she apologized. And uh, wow. uh, the, the, the issue was that their son, who he, it's his stepson, um, was creating all this havoc and just craziness in their house. Like he was just pitting them against each other. Mm-hmm. And Jason was just like, thank you for praying for me. Um, you know, all these good things happened. Like, yeah, dude, it is huge, man. Like I, me and Janelle didn't think like we'd ever have an opportunity to like share Jesus with him, mm-hmm. let alone it be me. Like, yeah. because Janelle was usually the one that was aggressive and always just sharing the gospel. And I'm just like, you know, just kind of like, yeah, scared. I'm, I'm just hanging out, Growing you know? out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Shred some gnar, man. <laughs> oh, California. Um, yeah. So like literally, you know, my, I, I was heading into my house and was like telling myself, I don't want to do this right now. Uh, but God was like, you know, in that moment, he's like, turn around, like make eye contact, see what you can do. Oh and man, God, God made you your son, made you that son that day. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, you will obey. Like there, there's some times that I like feel a strong presence from God say in my subconscious, like obey, you know, like right now you have an opportunity to sin against me or you have an opportunity to obey me and you know love me and you know worship me you know declare that you know i'm god and that you and that you love me i i don't know you know so i just thought that was cool but besides that during covid-19 uh blake man the dude does not want to listen and obey it's been really <laughs> tough lately trapped inside welcome to fatherhood <sighs> welcome to the jungle literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> He, he, he's a great kid. Like we have a lot of fun with him and all this stuff, but like lately it's just been so difficult because we're talking about the same thing every day. And so like, I'm reminding him of the same things every day. It's like, look, you can't lose your, your shiz every single time. Like something doesn't go your way. Like 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I'll play with them for 20 minutes. And then it's at that point where I say, all right, I got to go get your brother or we're going to go make lunch and just loses it. So like the transitions are extremely hard for him and he just like mm-hmm. loses his mind. So we've been trying to make the transitions like, all right, in two minutes, we're going to be done playing with cars and we're going to go eat lunch and like he'll still still lose his mind. And I'm just like having that conversation with him. It's like, look, man, like it says in God's word, the Bible that you are to, you know, listen and obey your parents. You know, it's not so much like you um, doing this for me so that I can feel better about myself. It's like God is commanding you to do this because he loves you and he wants you to have a good relationship with his, with like with your mommy and daddy. And does he understand like, um, is he at the point in his age? I know he's really young, but like, does he understand that the shepherding illustration at all? Like a shepherd and his flock? Mm. I don't know. I would say I would throw that. I would have him bake that on his noodle for a little bit and have him think about it. But I mean, that's just me. Yeah. Like, Hey, I I think that's like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good illustration. It's like, I'm trying to be your shepherd right now, you know? So mm-hmm. how have you been encouraged by, uh, how, how have you been encouraged to be obedient? Like who are some mentors or some other Christians that show you that within this time? Mm-hmm. I think for me, Michael, just 3D printing out those face shields, that was legit. Was yeah. it? He works at Multicare. Williams. Michael Williams. And uh, yeah, he was 3D printing stuff and making stuff for people in multi-care because he works within the healthcare system. And so he's got a 3D printer. I've seen, he's got a 3D printer. I've seen Mana Chavira down the street here making uh, masks for the hospital folk and just some cool stuff like that has been really like very cool to yeah, see. Michael also, uh, it was just so, yeah. today I saw, um, they made basically like these plastic things that go behind your head uh, so that yeah. the, uh, the N95 masks don't go around your ear. It clips onto that plastic thing in the back because mm-hmm. wearing that every day for yeah. next day straight. Yeah. Rub it raw, so, yeah. burn it, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, we have friends that are, uh, that are nurses and seeing their example and I don't think they're believers. Um, but seeing their example of going in every day and being on call and facing it, 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 it honestly, it's one of those things that really makes, has made me really reevaluate my faith in Christ and how also, maybe I am or not reaching out to others. Um, so the kids and I, um, I mean, cause as parents, we also have to still be cautious and think about our kids, but she also has a child too. So, I mean, um, so that's not the point, but the thing is, is like some that the kids and I have been talking about, we've been sitting here and we've been trying to figure out a way to maybe write letters to some of those nurses and doctors mm-hmm. or the ambulance people and get it to them somehow, um, in a, in a way that's clean for them to have. So they don't feel all like worried about it or anything, but just get it to them and just say, thank you, encourage yeah. them. Um, and just tell them that we do appreciate the work that they are doing um you know because that's that's scary to be in there every day day in and day out you know um and especially if you're not believers it's probably even more terrifying because if you don't know where you're going if you get it yeah yeah it's like russian roulette every day so well well if you think about it like these people that are in the health field are like everyone that's required to go to work right now um you know they signed up to like save people's lives yeah but they but you know, when they accepted the position, it was never from a point of view where like they were going to be so at risk as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. like when you go to war, you know, you're going to fight, but you also know that you could probably die. And so there's a lot of stress in that. And so yeah. like these people, like they're going to work and they're now dealing with post-traumatic stress. Like Michael's like one of Michael's posts, he was talking about how he stood in front of an elevator with this other guy that he's worked with forever. And they were just sharing stories, um, waiting for the elevator, sharing stories about their days and how crazy it's been. And at the end of it, they realized that neither of them pressed the button to go down in the elevator because they were just so perplexed by each other, you know, sharing stories and being just burnt out from what they were doing. Uh, they just, you know, whatever they, they couldn't, you know, focus on, uh, you know, what they were doing in front of them because, 
I mean, these guys, they're, they're seeing a lot of crazy stuff and they're being asked to do a lot that, you know, they didn't necessarily expect they're going to have to do in the healthcare industry. So one, one, one other thing I was going to say to that Byron is that like, do that, like have them write the letters. Cause, uh, yeah, there, there were several, um, well, there was one class in uh, my my brother's class. He was in, I think Ty was in maybe fourth or fifth grade or something. Um, and his whole class sent me letters when I was in Afghanistan. And you think of that and it's like, oh, kids wrote letters to soldiers overseas, blah, blah, blah. But that it was very personal to me. Like it, it, it reminded me who I was fighting for and who I was trying to protect. So in the same way, us giving props to medical professionals, like they're keeping, like they're working for our neighborhoods to keep us healthy and alive. And so they're doing the exact same thing. So like when Michael posted that, I was like, wow, he knows how I feel now. (laughs) But you didn't say thank you because you're like, because that's weird. You you know what's crazy (laughs) is like, that was the interesting part. That, That was the interesting part though, because like I, I started typing out a comment to like basically like tell him like, wow, this like means a lot. Like I, I understand how you feel. I'll be praying, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I didn't post it because I didn't want to seem like prideful in what I did overseas. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. And, and what's crazy is that goes back to our episode about humility. It's like, don't be fearful. Just freaking post it. You're, you're encouraging somebody and leveling with them. And like, so I I need to text him after we record this just to tell him. But anyways. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, how do we so moving on from how we mm-hmm. see obedience in our lives to now how we worship Christ in obedience? How would you say you guys see uh Jesus showing us obedience, even from this scripture and like we've said in just previous statements before in the app? Byron. Chad. Byron. Chad. Jack. That's a pretty deep question. Um, Can you repeat that? Yeah. <laughs> so as we have talked about us and how mm-hmm. we've been obedient to God, how do we worship? Because mm-hmm. Jesus is the center of our worship. How do we worship Christ and look to him? And how we are, how does Christ show us obedience? Like, how does he display it so we can worship him and image him better? I think we've touched uh, on it a lot of this, the sacrifice, um, the willingness mm-hmm. to serve others. I think you really have to go down to as well, the fact that Jesus knew when he was being sent down to earth, yeah. To take on flesh that he would have to be yeah. limited for, for some reason. Right. For some reason, I just picture Jesus us. on an airplane heading down to earth and just like, like just like as a there. business travel, like, geez. Yeah. I got to say these guys just never <laughs> learn. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but, that's awesome. But, but I think, but I think, I mean, he counts yeah. it joy, like the joy set before him. Right. So it's the joy set before him. I mean, he was, that's the crazy thing. He was born to die. That was his goal. And he needs to be obedient to that. Right. And so I guess, are we being obedient in our current season and then maybe seasons to come in that? I think that's something to think about, but I mean, that's the mystery of, like yeah. I said, hypostatic union where uh, you have Jesus who is divine. He's the God man. He's both divine and human truly and uh Mm -hmm. he doesn't sin he's sinless and we're like okay this is completely blowing my mind how can you be obedient jesus how are you being obedient it's still god still man still you know obedient to the you know to dying on the cross dying in our place for our sins so i mean he's i mean you see him being steadfast absolutely and then even like he's rebuking dudes that think that they're like trying to be zealous for him. Like Peter, it's like, yeah. I would die for you, Lord. He's like, no, you just, wouldn't, you coward. Just you he's wait like, and what? see. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Rooster gonna get <laughs> that you. Rooster gonna croak. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's um, you know it's crazy to think about that because right. that's not how the world thinks about obedience. Obedience, yeah. consumeristic. Then yep. I be obedient, I get stuff right. And even some denominations and some whack theology portrays that in our day to day. It's like. I'm obedient. I should get stuff. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> wrong, roasted. Um, nice. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's like you being obedient is just, I mean, really it's a, it's the, it's really a, mm. a fruit of the spirit and that the spirit is producing in you new desires. And those desires are being obedient to God and doing his will, not your will, not the will of even what Jesus says, like, you're doing the will of your father, the devil. Hey, you know, idiots, you're doing the will of your father, the devil. It's like, I am from God. I know what's up. Um, mm. So that's even tough too. Cause it's like, even our like, you know, half shammed obedience, like doesn't even compare to what mm. Jesus's obedience is, but yet he willfully gives us that. Um, through the spirit, he imputes his obedience onto us in that sense. And we can be obedient mm-hmm. when we trust in him. So, yeah, I think that's the the biggest thing that blows my mind, but it's tough because you have somewhat of a, an essence of what's going on there in the gospels. But yet again, it's kind of mystery because you can't fully explain the hypostatic <laughs> union really, you know? Byron, what's on the uh none, your head here? None. I'm just I'm I'm listening deep, to I'm listening. Yeah, I'm just listening to Jack. Um I don't know. Sometimes again, I'm a thinker, so I have to think and process what maybe some questions are that go a little bit deeper than just like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> how are you feeling right now? Right? So it's like Yeah. Embrace so the just silence, sitting and breath. thinking about <laughs> what he's saying. And hearing that it's, I don't know, I'm just tossing around a lot, like kind of like in my brain right now. And I'm probably going to sit on it more tonight. I'll probably work through it all tonight and then talk to Sarah about it tomorrow. And while I'm editing this podcast, I'll probably sit here and think about it as I'm going through it, you know? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. If you have any the, questions, comments, or concerns, again, uh, brothers of Ash, BOA at gmail.com. Send it. Yeah. Oh, I plan on it. I plan on it a lot. Um, <laughs> Mainly, maybe, mainly hilarious <laughs> if like, if like you're like, like you, you, you're actually asking like all these questions. You're like, and we're just like, Byron, you were, you're like, you're part of this podcast. You, you're supposed to. From, from <laughs> yeah. B-Rye 32 Byron, you realize that you were there the whole time, right? No, <laughs> uh, no I think I'm, it's just the thought that he, that Jesus would just willfully obediently die for like a sinner like me um in 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 light of just uh i don't know just well if you think about it like the yeah yeah, like it's like it's like in my rebellion i'm like even (laughs) i don't know it's just it's one of those things it's just it it's it always blows my mind to think that that knowing who i am and knowing myself better than you guys know me or me really knowing myself like god knows me and is willing to like really sacrifice Mm -hmm. and be obedient to the point of death that he's willing to do that like that is that's always just so wild so like jack as you're talking about it that's all that's really going through my mind that he is willfully Mm. willingly obediently committing himself to the cross to save me it's wild like that is yeah. I don't know. I think that's where I'm more stuck Mm -hmm. in, in thought as I'm sitting here and I'm just listening to all the you know, not to build up Jack's head or anything like that, but, but the goodness that he's sharing, you know, um, the Jackery, which is, mm. yeah, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> Jackery, the, all this, all that wisdom from all that Jackery that he's talking, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it, it's perplexing. Like, you know, God, the father gave up his son, uh, to mm. die for us. Uh, and, um, but can I say something real fast? Sorry, yeah. just real fast in, in that, in what Jack was saying, even like you talk about Christ is like, and then what I fail to do, even for the smallest thing of even serving my family or serving my kids or neighbors or whoever it may be like the disobedience to not be obedient in even the smallest things that I'm not willing to sacrifice 
time or effort or my health or my own stress or worries because of my own comfort and selfish safety that I want for myself. Um, but anyways, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, and then we are right now commanded to, uh, obey like this, like reading Philippians, you know, where is it? But I think too, um, what you see too, in those last, you know, in the, in those last, uh, three verses that we went over, you know, since Jesus, um, has been obedient and, uh, has purchased us to be, to share in that obedience. He glorifies us too. Like we share, he, we will be glorified with him, you know, cause it says like he humbled himself to the point of death, uh, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So you see that glorification happening. Um, that doesn't mean that, oh, just because we right. do these things, we're going to get higher glory. No, we get, we share in the grace of Christ imputing his obedience onto us and that he gets, he's the one that we need to boast about and that we'll be glorified with him in that. But um, yeah, I think that's even the more mind blowing thing is yeah. us being glorified yeah. with Jesus like glorification happening. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> sure about this guy. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the kind of um, what we call like the, the order salutis, the order of salvation, um, that glorification happens when we die and go be with the Lord. Uh, we share in his yeah. glory, not that we've done anything, but that he's bestowed that unto us. So, how you doing, Chad? Good. I, I mean, I was just reading verses uh, one through four, and it kind of like, basically, you know, it says, so as if there, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection, sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So, like, verse 5, help me, like, connect that there. Is, Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So, in Jesus, we can do all of these things, correct? Is that what it's kind of saying? Like, we can embody this in our identity in Christ. Like the only way we can do these things that, that Paul is talking about is by X. Does that make sense? Uh, kind of. I, I, I see what you're kind of getting at too. So like all these yeah. kind of gifts yeah, are cause, ours. Cause verse Jesus. five, is that where you're kind of getting to? Okay. okay. I would say, yeah, have this. I would say, yeah. Um, so basically, maybe verse five is really just saying he's like, because it didn't say have this in mind, but have this mind among yourselves, the mind of Christ. Yeah, have the yeah. mind, have okay. the mind of All Christ right. among you. Yeah, and we've talked, and I've talked about that, or I've looked at a couple in the show notes. If we do show notes, uh, I can link a book that actually goes over what uh, church history mm -hmm. has to say about the mind of Christ. Uh, there's a good book uh, that I sat in on a little seminar one time, and it talks over what that actually looks like throughout uh, church history. And it's really good. And I think that would yeah. probably benefit a lot of people too, because everybody's like, uh, what do you mean the mind of Christ? Cause like it, once you say well, that, some I, people are like, I would is this Gnostic? Say, like what's going on here? Is this like a yeah, higher form I, of I would just simply say like, that it, it just means that, uh, you know, have this mind is basically being be more like christ like be christ-like you know mirror yeah. his uh attitude his obedience his humility like yeah his and and, yeah, and, his it's, and it's simply put yeah. as you know like we all want to grow more and more like christ every day and so um within obedience you know we've talked about it a lot but like you know how are we growing in christ-likeness well um the how part is basically by the spirit <laughs> because we can't do it on our own. Uh -huh. So yeah. How 
first be in step yeah. with the spirit, obviously. Um, and then, you know, we can look at the attributes of God and start asking the spirit to help us in certain way or areas that we're like where we're struggling. And, you know, the whole, I would say the whole purpose of this series is like biblical manhood. How can I be a biblical man? How, how can I be a man that is um, focused on the Bible, obeys the Bible, reads the Bible? Uh, everything I do exemplifies Jesus um, is essentially what we're trying to convey in all of these um, podcasts. Uh-huh. And I think, um, I think I've just connected that right now. Well, even too, like you look at the gospels and just, I would say when you look back at the gospels too, what you're talking about, Chad, is, uh, when you talk about the spirit helping us look back in the gospels, how many times the spirit is the Holy spirit is interacting yeah, with Jesus sure. too. There is, uh, there is like a union in that. Mm-hmm. It's not just Jesus, like, mm-hmm. In the sense of like, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just being Jesus, Jesus yeah. out here. Uh, just walk the wilderness. It's like himself. he is, he is actually, uh-huh. he is actually still in communion with the Trinity in a sense. It's not perfect yeah. communion because he's taking on humanity right then, um, but there is still communion happening within the Trinity in that Jesus and the Spirit are the amount of Scripture that you see with the Spirit helping out Jesus in certain times and 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 kind of periods within the narrative within the gospels is the same mm. thing that we should be looking at and saying like oh like that's the okay like i need to be obedient to the to the holy spirit as well too in this so because the spirit is is a is an advocate not only he's our advocate but then he mm-hmm. also advocates for christ in our lives so he's going to say the same thing that jesus is saying and god the father yeah he's not going to say anything else uh he's specifically saying he's repeating and doing everything he's kind of like heralding the message that he's getting from the community the the trinity so yeah that's um but yeah that's huge in our lives so byron how can you wrap this up no, I, I just think, I just, I was just thinking again, like how, how often we forget about the Holy Spirit too. also sure. leading our lives. Like it's yeah. constantly, oh, it's yeah. just focused on Christ, but it's also understanding that the, of the Trinity, like it's, you say like, oh yeah, you got God the father. And then, you know, I mean, I'm not the only person to ever think of this, but you know, mm-hmm. and then you've got Jesus son and then, oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, there's, there's a spirit that also works in us and through us and, you know, and <laughs> motivates us and, you know, encourages us and, and, you Uh know, so it's, yeah, it's so weird how we continuously forget about the Holy Spirit as if he's this uh, second thought, like, oh yeah, that guy, forgot about that guy, you know? Yeah. Usually, usually we replace the spirit with the word Mm. of God. A lot of times I feel like the Bible is like, okay, well, it's like, we have a, we have a physical thing here. So we're just going to look to this physical thing as being like the fourth member of the Trinity versus the spirit. Cause it's like, I don't know about the spirit because, I mean, obviously some things have been have been done in the sense of like, this is the Holy Spirit talking. It's like, no, no, it's not. And it's like, you yeah. really have to exercise discernment. The Holy coat beating. Yeah, we should be submitting our lives. <laughs> yeah. We should be submitting our lives to the Holy and being dependent upon the Holy Spirit because we see Christ yeah, doing that in the gospels. Um and that's and that's biblical people like <laughs> i'm not saying anything that any other biblical scholar hasn't said you know or theologian hasn't said so but yeah i think that's a huge part of it because if i'm not dependent upon the holy spirit working actively in my life to to basically dwell in me the actual presence of god if i'm not thinking about that then I'm losing some of what the scriptures are actually testifying. Yeah, to that's great. So. Um, appreciate it, Jack. Thanks, Byron. Yeah, for... thanks for all that, Jackery. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy Jackery. Hum- the humble Jackery. Humble, humble Jackery. Hashtag humble Jackery. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag obedient Jack. That's good. Uh, so we want to encourage our listeners, uh, again, thank you for listening. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, we definitely want to hear from you. So go ahead and, uh, email us our, your questions, 
uh, comments on the episode. Maybe you got something funny to add or uh, something we did that you want to call out. Um, just whatever it is, just send us your notes and then uh, we're going to uh, start reviewing them uh, on each podcast uh, just to have some fun with it. Um, and uh, yeah. Or if you're really mad, just uh, text uh, chat at two five. No, I'm yeah. Just <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. Uh, <laughs> number doesn't even start with that. Well. <laughs> I got that old Kentuck number. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> throw people off. I still yeah. okay, okay. Can we just take a second? How do you dude, still I'm have? I'm not gonna the Fort like Knox resend everybody code, my dude. number. It's too much work. Just keep saying new number. Who this? Yeah, that's all you gotta yeah. keep doing. Sorry, that's my like, phone took a dump. Who is this, <laughs> dude? I hate that text. It's like it's like you really don't want to send it, but you have to. <laughs> uh, sorry, I deleted you. Uh, anyways, also we would love it for you to leave a review on iTunes of our podcast. Uh, and as always, wash your hands. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Later. Later. Deuces.